Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Our main man, Rob the Genius, is back for his monthly update on what's going on in pro wrestling. You know, Rob, our resident mathematician, he brings the facts along with his analysis. So, should be good stuff. Plus, I go over the top story in pro wrestling today. In fact, I'm going to kick off the show with that, so stay tuned. But before I get to any of that stuff, folks, this episode is sponsored by the River City Wrestling Convention. In fact, check out this special message. You know the thing. Yes, what well, he is coming to River City Wrestling Con in Jacksonville at the Jacksonville Fairgrounds of some sort. And it appears Billy Ass and the Ass Boys will be there too, so that's a bonus. Then has his good friends. Then Asin shall be doing a very evil QA of some sort. She'll be signing uh, photos, taking photos with the fan housings, doing all of those sorts of things. It'll be quite wonderful. You may come, it is June 11th. Or be cast. It's Saturday. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks! To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than... Your host... I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. My brothers, my sisters, humanoids, everybody in between there, welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. Of course, we're going to get to our main man, Mr. Rob the Genius, in a moment here, but I did want to go over something, okay? Something that is a hot-button issue. It's the number one topic in pro wrestling right now. I can't avoid it. I got to lean right into it. Sasha Banks and Naomi have reportedly, and this is reported by the WWE, they have reportedly walked out of Monday Night Raw. Okay, so allegedly they they handed over their tag team championships and walked out of Monday Night Raw, despite the fact they were advertised and, and scheduled to be in the main event on Monday Night Raw this past Monday. So there's a lot of speculation going on, a lot of rumors being tossed around, a lot of things being stated. And I want to avoid as much of that as possible, okay? So I'm not going to necessarily dig too deep into the rumors, but I, I do want to make a couple of points, though, because it's, it's just getting out of control. The stuff that people are saying, the way that they're running in certain directions with things that are possibly just not true, right? It's like it's just probably not true, some of the reports. And let's not forget the fact that this could be a work, this could be just another storyline unfolding. It's unlikely that's the case, but hey, anything is possible. It is pro wrestling and kayfabe does still exist at moments here. But let me just say this. Let me just get something out off my chest here because I want to make sure that I'm clear. I don't believe that a publicly traded worldwide company like the WWE, I don't believe they would be foolish enough and irresponsible enough to have an executive on their team who would have the audacity and degree of disrespect of other people to actually say 
to anyone, especially Sasha Banks and Naomi, that they're being quote unquote uppity and that they better fix their attitudes. Okay, this is, you know, again, these are rumors that have come out. And I, folks, you know, I try to stay away from the rumors. It's really something that I, I've tried to avoid on this show. I, I like to go straight to the source, get the facts so we can cut through the BS, because that seems to be what wrestling media is all about these days. Everyone wants to they want to roll around in the mud. They want to talk rumors and, and things that just aren't true and spin narratives based off of that. And, you know, Duke loves wrestling. We try to stay away from this stuff. But so many of you have reached out to me and said, Duke, we want to hear what you have to say about it. So fine. Here I am. Again, I, I find it hard to believe that WWF would be so irresponsible to have anyone on staff who would speak to talent that way, especially Sasha Banks and Naomi, not only because of their veteran status and because of how much money they've made for the company and how great they've helped make the company. These are women. These are black women. And you're calling them uppity and saying they better fix their attitude. I would hope that's not the case. But when you see that that statement that WWE put out, calling them unprofessional and all kinds of other nonsense, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good at all. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's true and what's not true. I'm still waiting and seeing here. But if there is an executive, if there is someone on staff in the WWE who spoke to these women that way and who speaks to anyone that way, this is beyond having a a verbal warning or something like that. Something needs to be put in that person's file. Okay, it's unacceptable. I don't care what workplace you have. We live in a society today, and and it's been going on for far too long, and I'm just going to call it out from my perspective as someone who's worked in management for a very long time and who's been responsible for, you know, recruiting, hiring, training, and promoting others. So I'm I'm speaking from experience when I say this. If you are are cussing people who work for you, if you you are talking down to them, especially in such a ridiculous manner, and if you're speaking to black folks, especially black women, calling them uppity and saying, fix your attitude and all this other nonsense. Yeah, this, this this isn't a verbal warning. That needs to go in your file. This person needs to be written up. They need to go through extensive management training, and they need to be put on an action plan. I'm not saying anyone needs to lose their job in 2022. I'm not advocating for that unless this is a pattern then I absolutely am advocating for that because we don't need people in those roles destroying the morale of the folks who are out here making you your money. And I and I stand firm on that, by the way. But as a manager, someone who has over two decades of experience managing people, whomever said this, if in fact that happened, this needs to be put in their file. It needs to be documented. They immediately need to be put on an action plan with steps that must be taken and and, and standards that must be met to show that they will never make a mistake like this again. I feel that, you know, in pro wrestling in general, and and, and I'm going to look at WWE especially, I don't know what's going on with the management structure. But I do know that some of the things that have been said by people who've worked there, I'm very concerned. You know, you, you have Dax Harwood. FTR, he's now over there in AEW. You know, he's part of the revival. What he said about people making fun of him and some hardships that he's gone through and what have you, and these are people in leadership positions, unacceptable. 
unacceptable. So I'm looking at this from, from this position here, just as a manager of people. I don't know what's going on in that company, but you're a publicly traded company and you have a lot riding on your ability to maintain a professional environment. I don't give a damn about the pro wrestling industry if it's going to be unprofessional. Okay. Don't give me the good old boys. Don't give me that's the way it is. Don't give me that's the way we talk and you don't understand. I don't want to hear it. It's a job. You pay people to do a job. Okay. And you and you pay people to be professional, especially when they're in positions of leadership. Now, if the people you are paying to do a job, the, the talent, the performers have an issue and they bring it to your attention and they try to negotiate something and see if they can get their way and they don't like it when they don't get their way. That's OK. That's part of the deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care what industry you in. That happens. You're seeing your players, you're seeing your salespeople, you're seeing your talent, what have you. They're going to come to you and they're going to say, hey, I think we can do it a different way. And oftentimes they can't see the bigger picture because they can only see what they're responsible for. And that's okay. So you as the leader, you as management have to say, yes, I understand what you're saying, but look, we're not doing that. We got to do it this way. And that's the way it is. And they may not like it and they may react a certain way. But let me tell you something, people in leadership positions. Uppity, fix your attitude and all that other type of talk and those buzzwords. I'm just telling you right now. I would hope that the WWE doesn't have that going on there, but I'm very concerned. So whomever that is, if that in fact happens. WWE, I expect you to, to, to be very swift and decisive. This needs to go in their file and there needs to be a retrain, not only of that person, but everybody who is responsible for managing uh, other people in that company. And not just on, on the pro wrestling side, but even in corporate. That is not the way that you speak to people. Unacceptable. OK, unacceptable. And whether we're talking the Sasha and, and, and Naomi situation or whether we're talking what happened with Dax Harwood, whether we're talking with some of the things that some other folks who've been in that company recently have said, I'm just telling you right now, it is going to be very difficult to support a company that continues to cultivate that type of environment because you've come too far to be pulling Bush League garbage like this. OK, you are supposed to be the gold standard. I would hope that the people in leadership positions in that company are not speaking to others that way. I would hope that's not the case. And I would hope that when it happens, you are swift and decisive with how you deal with that. Write them up, retrain, action plan, monitor the situation. And if it ain't working out, they got to go and get somebody in those roles who actually understand how to speak to people and treat people like human beings. That's my take in terms of Sasha and Naomi walking out and, you know, taking a stand and doing all that. If that actually is, is reality and it's not a work. Look, you know, wrestlers are going to be wrestlers. Talent are going to be talent. They're going to push against. They're going to rage against the machine. They're not going to like creatives ideas. They're always going to think they know better. And that's great. That's fine that you manage that the way you manage that. But, um, you know, for the talent. You do have to remember, you're not getting paid to be what you want to be. You're getting paid to portray a fictional character that the company owns the intellectual property of. 
And you're getting paid to, to portray that character the way that the company dictates. And you don't have to like it. And I know a lot of people want to act like they know better and they want to talk like, hey, you know, that's not fair. And they're people, too. You're getting paid to portray a fictional character the way the company tells you to do it. That's it. And if you don't like it, that's fine. You want to go home and you want to cool off and you want to rage against the machine. That's fine. But never forget the fact that there are people who get paid to do certain jobs, especially in that company. And I don't think the creative people are out there taking bumps in the ring. That's what the wrestlers do. And the wrestlers aren't sitting there writing the creative. That's what the creative people do. And whoever makes the ultimate decision on what's going to happen, that's what the management does. And it all has to be that way. There needs to be that separation because that is what's best for the company overall, not just you and your personal feelings and where you want your character to go. Okay. There's a lot more that that's responsible. There are a lot more plans, there are a lot more things going on. And sometimes, quite frankly, when you're doing something that's just not working, you're not maximizing the earning potential of your top stars. You got to you got to reverse course. You got to change. You got to do something differently. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You could never convince me, anybody. And now I'm just speaking from general statements here. You could never convince me that Sasha Banks and Naomi are more valuable to any company as a tag team than they are working with the top champions in the company. I'm sorry. That's just not a reality. It's irresponsible to not put these women in working programs with the world champions. Okay. The tag team division, it's great. It's a nice holdover. It's something to do in the meantime, but you got two veterans, you got two legends right there and Sasha and Naomi, they need to be working in the world title program on both shows. That's my opinion. I feel that's the best way to maximize the ability to earn off of that intellectual property, especially these two talented individuals. And that's a great way for them to maximize their earning potential in the company because they're working in the main event. That's my opinion. But I'm going to tell you right again, hey, <laughs> the wrestlers are always going to rage against the machine when they don't get their way. And that's OK. You know what I mean? And if you have to address that the way you got to address that, that's OK. If they have to be suspended, if they have to be taken off a of TV, if they, you know, maybe maybe the merch checks aren't coming in because, hey, we're not just we're going to put a little hold on some of your merch, whatever. You do what you got to do. That's business. But you damn sure aren't going to have people in leadership positions speaking to the wrestlers as if they are less than human. That is not acceptable. So there it is. And for all of you folks out there, you know, I see a lot of things online. Everyone's all up in arms because, you know, racist troll accounts are saying racist troll things and what have you. They were always racist trolls, folks. Look at their history. Look at their comment history. They were always saying racist troll things. It's nothing new. If you're just now getting to Billy so-and-so because he's, a, he's, he's saying racist troll things, huh, I got news for you. This guy has been nasty to people all along, okay? And if, and if whatever show, keeping it 100, whatever, wants to give Billy Body the time of day, then that's what they're promoting. You know what I mean? And if they want to say, well, we believe in freedom of speech, so we're going to have you know, Billy Body say whatever the hell he wants, and then this one's going to say whatever the hell they want. Hey, listen, I'm for that. I think variety is great. And I think that you do need to allow people like Billy Body to have some type of place where they can speak their mind. 
because you do need to confront and understand that those folks exist within every aspect of society. But that doesn't mean you got to pay him any mind either. If Billy Body feels that Naomi and, and Sasha are this or that, and they're no good and whatever, and F Black Lives Matter and all this other nonsense he wants to pile on because he's just the, the troll of the highest order, this guy with a nasty attitude. I can't stand the way that this guy talks to people. He cusses them. He acts like he, he his stuff doesn't stink. And, and, and the reality of the situation is it's very clear, in my opinion, this is just a very insecure person, the way that Billy Body conducts himself. He's very unprofessional. I have no time for that dude. I don't I I this is the first time you've even heard me acknowledge this guy. Because as far as I'm concerned, he is just a disappointment because he's a very talented person. Let's not mistake that. Very talented, great at at generating attention for himself, reality TV, all that good stuff. But sometimes it's like, man, it's nice to just be a decent human being. And I don't believe that Billy Body always presents himself as a decent human being. He's too busy carrying on in a manner that is just unsavory in my opinion. But he's always existed that way. And this is what he does. And this is how he makes his money. And the people that enjoy his brand of of being unsavory, they're going to patronize him. And you don't have to like it, but you have no authority to cancel this guy. You can't stop it. And in fact, every time you try to stop it, you're just making him greater. And that's the irony of it. Some of you folks got to remember, you you have no power over anybody like that. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't matter if you don't patronize Billy Body or whatever he's doing. There's enough people that do that he's going to be all right. So if you're, if you're trying to affect change, I don't know if that's the way to go. Who gives a damn about Billy Body? Who gives a damn about keeping it 100? You know what I mean? I get a kick out of out of Disco being a lunatic and, and Conan uh, with his half in, half out self every now and then. And I know that, you know, a lot of that is just entertainment. Joe does what Joe does, which is I don't know what, but he just acts like Joe. Um, and that's their brand of entertainment. But Billy Body, you know what he is. He's a guy who doesn't know where the limits are and he's going to push it all the time and, and go too far and then act like, hey, you know, it's my freedom of speech. Well, you know, Billy... It's okay to be a decent human being sometimes. And there are flashes of that. Like when he's being a fanboy, talking about how much he loves Roman Reigns and how much he wanted to get drink mixtures for the boys when they visited England and how he wanted to take this and pictures of that and all. It's like, okay, fine. You know, there may be there may be a decent human being in there. But the guy acts like a jerk half the time, most more than half of the time. And that's why it's just like, why even bother? He's going to be who he is. Right? And these troll accounts, they don't respect women. They disrespect women's wrestling. They don't they don't respect black women. They disrespect that all the time, too. It's nothing new. <laughs> but do you really think there are that many of them compared to the rest of us? I don't think so. So why don't we focus on WWE? That's that's the focus, man. Are you really mistreating people like this? I don't think so. I would have a hard time believing that the company has an executive in there or has a leader in there who's talking to the talent that way. And if they do, what are they going to do about it? How are they going to address that issue? Because you damn sure better believe if this is true, then this show is going to be very much dedicated to calling that out (laughs) and taking their temperature on that and making sure when, when, you know, when, when interviews are happening with anyone related to that, that we're asking those types of questions, right? To the point where they they have to answer it. 
and they have to address it. I don't give a damn about Billy Body. I'm too busy worrying about is the WWE really just have somebody over here call Sasha Banks and Naomi uppity and tell them to fix their attitude? Hello? <laughs> I don't give a damn how upset they were about a storyline and because they want to be a tag team when they damn sure should be in the main event in the world title picture. I don't care what kind of, you know, rage against the machine they have. You don't talk to people like that. So I don't know. That, that's, that's my take, folks. Folks have asked for it. There it is. I know that people are going to be pissed off at me from every angle, and that's okay. Good for you. Make sure you send all of your frustrations and what have you to my Twitter. Help my analytics. I love when you do that. It doesn't bother me if you like what I have to say or you dislike what I have to say. You try to cancel me too, and you see how far that's gotten. Hasn't worked yet. You know, I just feel like at the end of the day, we all just need to Wake up every day and try to be a decent person. And if you're waking up every day trying to hurt other people, then you'll see where where that gets you. And more often than not, that gets you nowhere. You just you, you live in failure when you focus on trying to hurt others. OK, to Sasha Banks and to Naomi, my best goes out to you and your family. I hope you're OK. I really pray that this is just the work, all this stuff, because if it's true, there's going to be some tough times ahead. Because we saw even with Stone Cold Steve Austin, you walk out on the company like that and there's going to be some repercussions. And that was the top star in the business. So, you know, for folks who have uh, memories that, that are short, no, no one gets away with this. Not in the short term. Now, in the long term, you can mend fences, but there will be repercussions. But if these if these ladies walked out because somebody on that team spoke to them in that manner, whew. It's going to be a pretty interesting uh, next couple of episodes here because, boy, I'll tell you, all of you folks in the WWE keep talking about how great everything is and you've been doing the upfronts and all that. If that is the type of working environment that you are cultivating, we, yeah, we, we need to take your temperature on that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to mention any other wrestling promotions. This is squarely about WWE. We need to take your temperature on that. We got to make sure that your corporate structure is the way that it needs to be. You're treating people like people uppity and, 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 and fix your attitude. Who the hell, man, that better not be true. Anyway, you heard what I have to say. Feel free to share what you have to say, but just remember, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, really, what do I care? I, I still feel the way that I feel and it doesn't mean that I, my opinion can't change with, with more information, but just understand if you don't like what I have to say, good for you. I appreciate you. Make sure you put it on Twitter, though. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, with that said, let's move on to our man, Mr. Rob the Genius. If you are a content creator and you want a great program that provides studio quality sound, especially when you're doing interviews, then I encourage you to check out Zencaster. That's right, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. It is my absolute favorite program to record with. I encourage everyone to check it out, okay? Visit Zencaster.com for more information. Enjoy. Folks, you know we had to bring back our favorite mathematician, a.k.a. the highlight of the night, special delight, Rob the Genius is back. Everybody say, that's right. That's right. 
Hey, man, good to be back. And thank you for the introduction again. <laughs> so, Rob, let's start from the top here. I mean, with AEW, we know we just saw the upfronts this week, and WWE was all over the place over multiple days, different programming everywhere. You even had John Cena with the Discovery Warner folks. Um, not much AEW other than a graphic, and that was very... <laughs> small in comparison to where WWE was with Fox and with the uh, the folks over at uh, USA and, and their parent company, John Cena making the big announcement with ESPN and um, Disney. So what's going on with, with <laughs> AEW here? I mean, from a general standpoint, what do you think? Do, are they in trouble or are people just reading into this a little too much here? They were fine. As long as the environment was totally friendly, there there was no reason to ever even think about them, you know, getting run out of there. Uh, The question really is, are they still in a friendly environment or not? Or are they in an environment where the people in charge are out looking for something else? And also the other thing is that their, their TV deal, I believe, runs out next year, I believe. You know, that's a great point, Rob. Um, Their original deal runs out next year, but there is a one-year option that the network can exercise. So that's why you hear conflicting reports about their TV deal in America being up in 2023, 2024. It's technically up in December 2023, but the network has the option of adding another year to it if they see fit. So that's the story there. But certainly, you know, I have to imagine that they want to start negotiating a new TV deal sometime soon because you're not going to wait <laughs> until your deal is up before you start negotiating something else. I mean, obviously, it's time to start having those conversations, right, Rob? Well, and the thing is right now, but you're not talking to the same people today that you know you were talking to in 2019. One obstacle that AEW has that is not their fault, when it comes to pro wrestling, the vast majority of the people who watch pro wrestling, they watch some amount WWE programming and they're satisfied. You know, look, some people watch Raw, NXT, and SmackDown every week. Or some people watch all three of those and NXT UK and NXT Level Up. Some people watch all of those shows every week. Some people watch one of those shows every week. Some people watch the highlights on YouTube every week. But whatever amount, what however they take it in, right, that's enough for them. For most, for most people, right? There are people who only check in for the premium live events every month, right? And then because, you know, they got highlight packages for every match. You can check in every month and they show you the highlight package and you're good, right? Um, there are some people who do that, but and and they are satisfied, right? Most of the people who watch pro wrestling are satisfied with however much WWE product they take in and they don't particularly care to watch anymore. And, you know, that's an obstacle that AEW and every other wrestling company faces, Let me switch speeds for a second here, Rob, because we noticed that Freddie Prince Jr., not only the actor and producer, you know, son of a legend in Freddie Prince, the original senior, uh, but Freddie Prince Jr. was a writer for the WWE and he's a mega wrestling fan. He's announced that he's in the process of putting together his own wrestling company. He's studied uh, Jim Cornette and he's put together enough funding to at least be going, be operating for three years. He wants to have the wrestlers become part of SAG, which is pretty interesting. So now we're talking a wrestler's union. 
a lot of different things that he's promising, which hopefully will improve upon the conditions for the wrestlers. What's the what's the one question that you think needs to be asked and, and really needs to be solved in order for a project like this to be successful? Is there somebody big enough from the WWE who they could get to come work for them and who would actually bring some viewers with them? Well, they would bring some viewers regardless, but but bringing enough viewers to actually make this get them noticed. Um, that's the thing. And then now, again, him being connected in Hollywood, he does have a leg up with like media because he'll be able to get his company you know, into People Magazine or Variety or some of these other trades, right? Be, you know, because he, he knows people, he knows who to talk to and all of that. He could possibly get on, you know, a couple of talk shows that would just have him on because he's Freddie Prince Jr. Good take there, Rob. Good take. And, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, certainly we'll be monitoring this whole Freddie Prince Jr. pro wrestling promotion situation here. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I know that they will not kick off until... 2023 sometime. So we got plenty of time to watch this materialize and see who they bring on board. But one thing we know is that we will be watching, we will be uh, critiquing. So stay tuned, everybody. Rob, what's the best way that folks can keep up with you? And also give a brief rundown of all the many hats that you wear, because you're always up to something, man. I'm one third of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. It's me, DJ and Jason. We started this in 2020 uh and now we have been picked up by the uh chair shot radio network and we are now part of their network of podcasts so now if you listen to us before you just had to go you, you just look for mindless wrestling podcast on spotify or wherever you listen to stuff um now so we're part of the chair shot radio network so now you can if you you just look for chair shot radio stuff and we will show up uh, once a week, I think we'll, well, we usually record on Wednesday. You'll probably see us show up on Thursday or Friday. Uh, so this is we're getting in front of a bigger audience now. Uh, you know, Greg DeMarco, the guy who runs Share Shot Radio, listened to us, and he listened to a few of our episodes and he liked it, what he heard. So he offered us a chance to come on board. We said yes. So that's where we are now. Uh, it's still the same name. It's still the the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, except now it's just under Share Shot Radio. And you can find us there. You can find me on Twitter at R-B-O-N-N-E-1. And I even changed my name to Rob the Genius, so everything kind of lines up. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, I am open to coming on your show if you have one. <laughs> and just talking like me and Duke are doing here. And you can also read stuff I have written about pro wrestling and other things at robsagenius.com. R-O-B-S-A g-e-n-i-u-s dot com and i have written about actually i've written about things like health insurance and retirement benefits i have some stuff there about that and unionization it's been a uh, it's from a couple of years ago but i did write i have written about that uh if you've been listening to duke here you know i've been writing about women's wrestling and how much time they get on tv and all that stuff um and you know i write about wrestling shows that i watch i write about movies and other things um, so if you want to read stuff that I've said, you can read it there. And as always, you know, Duke has me on and I'm always thankful for that. And, you know, so a bunch of different ways to hear or see what I got to say. 
And, you know, like it or don't like it, or, you know, I mean, either way, I expect, you know, I don't expect everyone to agree and all of that, but as long as we're civil and all that good stuff, you know, I welcome comments. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Booker T, six-time world champion. Yes, I will be appearing at the River City Wrestling Con Sunday, June 12th in Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Q&A going down, guys. So get your questions ready. Don't miss out. Don't get shut up. And I'll see you there. Thank you, as always, Mr. Rob the Genius. It gave us plenty to think about. What's going to happen with this AEW situation? Because here's what we know. They were not featured at the upfronts. And this is the television industry, you know, in anticipation of the the biggest period, the biggest time where people are going to be watching TV. They put on this whole week of showing off the shows that they feel are going to be their strongest shows on their network so the advertising agency the advertising companies can figure out who they want to invest in and things like that AEW wasn't featured prominently like Dave Meltzer had led everybody to believe which is just ridiculous um but meanwhile WWE was all over the place like I said before so you know I feel for AEW right now it's very very clear there's some leadership issues there and the decision-making is coming back to bite them. It's clear. You know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out there's some problems in that company, starting with the fact that they still are not profitable. And I don't care what anybody says. There's no way they're going to maintain all of those bloated contracts and that many people on the roster when they're not making enough money, but they're spending so much money. Yeah, Eric Bischoff said something very interesting when he called out a friend of the show, branded Howard Thurston III. You know, I like you know I, I like BH three. He's a good guy. Um, but Eric Bischoff called him out, and I agree with Bischoff. WrestleNomics is a is a propaganda arm of AEW. Their marching orders is very simple: WWE bad, AEW good. And they will go out of their way to spin a tale that is just fascinating. They will tell you that a company that is making the most money, in the, not only in the history of the wrestling industry, but making more money year over year in general than you know most other companies that are in the sports and entertainment uh, industries. Forget about just pro wrestling, just in general, right? They'll tell you that WWE somehow is failing. Uh, The WWE creative couldn't get any worse if anyone else was running it other than Vince McMahon. And, you know, everybody knows that the programming is no good and the consumer doesn't like it. And this and that. Well, they're making more money than ever before. So it doesn't really matter what you think, Brandon. It doesn't matter how your analysis leads you down the path that you lead. At the end of the day, they're a business and they're making more money than ever before. You got to acknowledge that. You got to give them their kudos. And you have to accept the fact that your opinion of what's good and what's not so good has zero bearing on the bottom line of the fact that WWE is making the most money ever. That's just a fact. 
So it's amazing that you can spin that tale, but then you turn around and you want to sit here and talk about how positive it is for AEW and how things are looking great and how they're beating WWE in this metric and that. Well, they're not profitable, Brandon. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing for any business. You have to be able to sustain yourself. Even if you don't make much of a profit, are you at least your, your whatever you're taking in is not more than what you're spending. Does it at least maintain itself? Does it keep itself operating on its own without any help? The answer to that question is no. And it's a big fat no because of the poor decision making of their president. So there's no there's no rocket science behind that. There's no confusion behind that. It is what it is, right? So, you know, we got to consider the source here. And I think that when you listen to people like Meltzer, when you listen to, to WrestleNomics and what have you, you got to put it in perspective because it's clear they have their marching orders. It's clear they have an agenda. You can listen to it and the way that they insult your intelligence with these narratives that they spin, it's, it's fascinating. It doesn't resemble anything that makes sense. Big bank takes little bank. At the end of the day, that's what matters. And anyone pushing a narrative that's that's nothing even resembling that is a fool or is being deceptive. And I'll let you, the listener, figure out which is which. Once again, thank you, Rob the Genius. Duke Loves Wrestling at gmail.com. Duke Loves Wrestling on Facebook, on Twitter. Send all of your negative comments to my Twitter. If you got positive comments, you can send it there too. But again... I'll put you to work, help the analytics. I thank you in advance for that. As always, be kind to yourselves, be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.